0: focus on the breath because when the mind is focused on the breath
1: things, right i can't hear helpful things i can't You're hear helpful things i can't hear anything spot. helpful welcome oh god thank you dan <laughs> it's so nice to be here on your back to work program oh my
0: god woo, big week how are you i'm doing good i'm doing all right. My shutter stock looking at pictures of cabins oh like uh like place you'd retire to, like in the woods, cabin in the woods? I'm not retiring anywhere, Dan. I'm going to turn up my volume. Ready? Yeah, do it.
1: Is that okay? Is that all right? Ooh. Yeah. Feels good. I had a slide. I had a lot of sound issues this morning, but I think I'm, I'm doing a, you know.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I love this mic. I should probably, I should probably upgrade, but uh, it's doing me well.
0: No, why upgrade to what? To uh, the PR40?
1: I, I told you this. I well, possibly I've got a really nice shur with a big fuzzy thing on it, but oh, like the SM uh, seven. Um, it's the one Jesse Thorne recommended, and it's nice, and it's got a big uh, fuzzy tip.
0: Yeah, it's the SM seven. I would take the fuzzy tip off and use the smaller um, pop filter, the the smallest one that because it, it comes with two mm-hmm. conical, 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 ribbed for her. <laughs> Yes. Looking at pictures of cabins,
1: because uh, I want to talk about Josh, uh, Josh, Josh Wheaton, as I call him. Oh, Will Wheaton. Well, I think no. I think you're. I think you're thinking of uh, Leonard Nimoy, pronounced K,
0: rhymes with DK. Um, so I think he was just here. He was just in Austin. Which one? Uh, Nimoy. Yeah. No, to uh, George Takei. Takei. Yeah. He's a riot. Love that guy.
1: And what was he doing there? Was he was he, uh, did he have a layover, as they say? I don't I don't know what he was doing.
0: I don't know the in- answers to these questions.
1: No, I understand. Is he into comics Is as far Nuremberg as you know? Nuremberg trials. Nuremberg. What am I? I just <laughs> following orders. I'm like a waitress. In so many ways. <clears throat> Call me Flossie.
0: See now I have I had some kind of weird little cold thing, and now I'm doing the little Merlin <clears throat> little cough I have, thing. I haven't done it once yet. Not on the Not on the show. You mean? Or maybe program. do it on that other show that you do.
1: My gosh! Do you know there's a man. drinking game about man. this show? <gasps> I did not put that down in my notes, but we, we got to put that in. Dan, Dan, tell people about the back to work drinking game and and who created it and everything that's involved in it. All
0: right, hold on. I'm, I don't want to get this wrong. I want to get no. I want to get this right.
1: I'll um, get this done right.
0: Okay, mm-hmm. uh, boy.
1: I'll, I'll vamp while you look it up. Um, yeah,
0: tell talk about I, what this is. It's amazing. Well, I, would, I
1: don't really look at Twitter. And uh, I was out of town, so I really wasn't looking at Twitter. But then I noticed somebody had uh, tooted out uh, the the skeleton of what was already a very hilarious back to work drinking game. Where uh, I Dan, I did not realize how many just insufferable ticks we have. I mean, I know I knew we had a lot, but we're like a we're like a big shaggy dog that has been driving through the woods. And and we have so many ticks. And what this with this? And in a minute, you'll tell me who it was. I'm ready. I'm
0: ready whenever you are. Okay, over. Uh, sl- <laughs> I'm not sure this is his real name. Slab bulkhead.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Gotta get the bell. <laughs> slab, slab, bulkhead. slab bulkhead. Here. That's that's um, that sounds like a discarded. No, you know what? Not discarded. A a
0: very heavily used George Lucas character. Yeah. <laughs> well, he's a member. It's a member's assistant. Slab bulkhead. He goes by a Writer Ryan on Twitter. And he says uh, to us, "I whipped up a back to work drinking game, but it needs work. Can you share it with the jackals?" And he shared it as a first. It was a Google Docs document, and then it's now a an actual website, which I'll put into uh, the uh, the show notes uh, as well, which can be found at five by five dot tv slash B as in boys, two is in the number W as in ladies. And it is called the, uh, and and he calls it the unofficial back to work drinking game. We have not talked about this, Merlin, but I'm ready to say this is the official back to work drinking game.
1: And like so many of our meetings, this one is held in public. It's all, it's it's about open always wins. Yeah. And I'm just going to say, I don't know if I get a vote in this. I would vote that this become, in as much as you and your team, your staff are comfortable, (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) comfortable, I think this should be the official back to work drinking game. I don't drink. But I love games.
0: I mean, it's your show. Whatever you want to do.
1: But thank um, you, Dan. What? What's the? Um, could you give people a sense of how the game works? It, uh, you gets, first of all step zero. Get some
0: drinks. Yeah, you're gonna have a bunch of alcohol sitting up on the table, and then you, in like many of the drinking games. Can you, I'm sorry to jump in. It's your show,
1: but can I just suggest that when you get the bottle and the glass, make sure it's unopened. It's never been opened.
0: You want it to be sealed. Yeah, because you want it to be clean. Does that look it clean happened? to you? Mm, it's hot there. You're in the desert. <laughs> I mean, we'll cut this step, all out. We'll fix that in post.
1: So step zero, you got your drinks. <clears throat> step, step zero, you've got uh, a copy of Back to Work. And step zero, you've got the desire to drink while you're listening to a
0: podcast. Yeah. I mean, be honest. You have to, you feel this way sometimes, right? Yes.
1: Yes. I feel that way just so much, Dan. Mm-hmm. It's how I enjoy so many things in life, listening to a podcast. And so, and so um, uh, could you send me a link in the robot? Yes. Trying not to click on You know, I'm still on this little dinky computer, so I can't really do my thing.
0: It's very what, the hard dink? to search
1: for log. I'm searching for log cabins, and it's very difficult on this dinky computer.
0: How do you even see that computer without, without your <sighs> glasses? It's so small. It's,
1: it's, it's so, not, no one. Not even my eyeglasses.
0: <laughs> That's such small. had,
1: had vision, so small. I am on the official, I don't know if, I don't want to say it's official, Dan. I'm on the official com website, which uh, uh, turns out uses the same Tumblr theme that I use. My friend Jeff made a Tumblr theme and All he's nice. using it as well. Turns out. he has got his toots on there. So, so it's called the unofficial back to work drinking. I'd like to see that change, Dan. I don't have a, uh, I don't have any way to change that. I don't have uh, editing privileges, but uh, created through the help of the jackals. I strongly re- recommend that you lie down on your stomach after you finish. So you don't go like Jimi Hendrix did. Yeah. Maybe throw that sucker in a randomizer. And so there are things that we say on the program. I don't know if you're aware of this, Dan, but there are things that we say on the program or or, or elements of our interaction as a couple mm-hmm. that often, oftentimes, repeat themselves. Turns out. So there are things for which you take one drink. There are things for which you take two drinks. You can continually drink whilst something is happening and then yeah. you finish your glass. Do you want to... There, this is... Uh, uh, this is ridiculous there are probably at least like 50 things in
0: here yeah this is there's a lot it's pretty much anything that we could possibly say uh but yeah so the, so you know well can
1: we, can we can we do a little quick round robin start at one drink i'll i'll, I'll start and and then we'll alternate
0: are you ready yeah go for it is that Pong? is this your show is that paleo go ahead caller. big week mm, so that's you you gotta do that one
1: uh, So
0: <laughs> hi can i ask you a question so angry is this what people tune in for? Dan, Dan, can you tell me about something you like? <laughs> see, these are all good. They're all there. They're all there. Everyone needs to go see this.
1: Dan, did you did you watch the film this week?
0: Ws and women. Yeah, Merlin gets uh, really self about talking I about his talk kids. Talk about my kid.
1: <laughs> uh, talk about my daughter reading comics. Suck a nut, you guys. This kids, awesome. Yeah. Um, oh, sorry. Uh, here's one. That, uh, this is this is what we call the uh, uh, S X. Flapping index cards. Um, should we hop down to uh, some of the other ones? I know this is. Do you think this is what people tune in for, Dan? I think this is probably what they tune in for. Down at two drinks. Copyright David Co. Two thousand one. <laughs> Merlin to Dan Refer to your back to work program. Merlin's office is filthy. Jean Gray, San Francisco, fine for Merlin's Soda Stream. Uh, let's go down further. Continuously drink while a chain of deliberate misunderstandings. I don't understand that at all. I think they're thinking of uh, the Magna Carta.
0: <laughs> I think you're thinking of uh, the. Uh- The ship that came across. What was the name of that one?
1: Oh, no. I know what you think of the uh, Santa, the Nina, the Pinta, and the horse to do. Yeah.
0: They call it the San Antonio. Hmm.
1: Merlin has to read on Skype. You guys, brutal. Uh, Complains about computer troubles. Finish your glass
0: if there's a reference to episode (laughs) seven. (laughs) You know, that was the best episode. Do you remember when the show was good? That's when we used to help people.
1: I used to. Do you remember when I used to be Merlin, man?
0: I do. I remember that. I talk period. into my shoe. We've great. already.
1: If, if people have been following along with this already, Dan, are you okay? Do you need some kind of help? Can you no, call somebody,
0: staff? somebody put one of the. Uh, mm. Somebody put one of these uh, sound panels on top of a, a cable that I use to plug in because it's getting hot in here. See, that's, that's something they ch- don't have. It's something <laughs> they hear about the fan and being hot in here. <laughs> thank, Hang you on. Very, thank you very much for your help. Hang on, just one second. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Do you,
1: do you, can you get them on the landline? Check the landline. Okay. No. Get the streetcar out of here. Okay. No. It, it, just anybody, literally anybody on the staff. Just start, just start war dialing. War dialing. Okay. Um, I'm going to have somebody out there in a few minutes. They're going to bring some, uh, some, some rusty bone, uh, that barbecue you like. Mazel tov. And then drink everything in close proximity. Dan explains the difference between the Buddha and hotai. The yeah, laughing, the laughing. There's a difference. There is a difference. Oh, come on. Really? Yes, there is a difference. Turns out it's not ping-pong
0: after all. And let's see. Merlin spills his pills. and God, I, you know who takes a lot of pills? Dr. Drang. Oh, my God. That guy is so freaking old. I met him. Did you know that? Only four you know, fingers on the one hand. <laughs> like the Flintstones? Yeah, just like the, the... But just one one Flintstone hand, one and, regular hand. And
1: he is... So what? <laughs> What's funny is he's that
0: old, too. He was there. He actually... He, he roomed with Barney Rubble. Mm. at uh rock uh, I don't want to have a rock. You know what else they forgot on this list? Nothing on here about Sandy.
1: Oh man. He is. Um, oh God.
0: So, so attractive.
1: So great. Do you know how drunk people are right now? They're the so So drunk. Mm-hmm. Dead with drunk. Wow. Mm. So, uh, a bulky, blah, blah, slab bulkhead. Mm-hmm. Is it writer, Chris,
0: writer, uh, hold on. Wr- writer, Ryan. Writer Ryan, I think you should change his name to Writer Chris. I think you should change it to uh, Chris Cross.
1: No, no. I think you're I think you're thinking of the movie Arthur. It's when you get caught between the moon and New York City. New York City is what you're thinking of.
0: Um, I used to have to sing that song in, in fourth grade choir if you get caught between the moon and New York City. <gasps> by by Burt Bacharach and uh, Miss Carol Bear Sager.
1: Carol Bear Sager. I think you, you're thinking of uh, Captain and Tennille. No, no, no. I think you're thinking of Captain America and Wolverine. <laughs> They fought together in the war. No, the other war. Now, the comedian fought in Vietnam with Dr. Manhattan. Yeah, he Manhattan, did. Is, Manhattan is a
0: place in New York where our uh, little Ryan lives. Oh, they oh. sent us a little Ryan. I just picked up a box of stuff. There's, really? There's uh, some T-shirts, some Moleskine, hey. and some of their own little style notebooks with a, with a ruler built into the thing. It's
1: got a ruler uh, built into the Moleskine.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Isabella's sick. She got a flu. Do
0: you install I, uh, an iOS 7 on your primary carry yet? Sure, I got it right here. Yeah, what do you think yep. of it?
1: Oh my god, it's the fonts. It's just my phone. Um, oh my god, we've got to talk about Nokia. <laughs> <laughs> do you realize how real stuff is getting? Oh yeah, it's they, getting have made, real. they have made zero commitment to port their games <laughs> to iOS. Oh, that's no, that's Nintendo. <laughs> no, no, no. I think you're thinking of, of Nokia. It's that Korean company that makes
0: Samsung phones. Mm-hmm.
1: Now, now, here's the thing.
0: if They make the displays, penet- right? With the bezels yeah, or bezels? sure.
1: <laughs> <laughs> if you can't get a heads-up Mario Kart on right. your iOS bubble, no amount of very thin Helvetica is going to help you penetrate the market. Visa you know, Mar-
0: Mario uh, Kart Touch, I'd buy in an instant, sight unseen. Sight unseen, a little bit ping pong. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, his name was originally Mario Cartanelli. <laughs> you <laughs> know, they immigrate stuff. and they so matriculate. So people with Jewish. Yeah. Um, <laughs> It was, Mario, it was Mario Cohen, <laughs> short for Mario Cohane. They were, they were simple people. Tailors,
1: mm-hmm. posing as plumbers. Mm-hmm. Now, there's several Mario brothers. Is that correct? Uh, and a Donatello,
0: uh, Michelangelo, Leonardo. Oh, oh, and... Of
1: course. I think you're thinking of the, uh, the Sistine Chapel.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm. The, yeah. My
1: daughter, I'm going to go a little bit Syracuse here. My daughter has been eyeing the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and I put the kibosh on it. Why? The wholesome, <sighs> I mean, wholesome
0: family activity.
1: Here's the thing: whatever I let her have in the house is something I will have to watch. I regret buying Mulan because now Mulan,
0: Mulan is on Mulan Rouge.
1: No, I think you're thinking of that lady whose eyes
0: don't move. Used to be married to uh, Tom Cruise. <laughs> it's not her eyes that don't move; it's her forehead. Did you know Liberace couldn't close his eyes? <laughs> yes, I <laughs> saw that in the thing. Oh my God! Did you see
1: Rob Lowe in that? So weird! Oh my God, Rob Lowe and behind, beyond, beyond the candelabra, Rob Lowe was so. You could tell they were having so much fun with it. They would just show lingering shots of Rob <laughs> Lowe making that one face. Yeah did did he was he really that bad? Did he really just put like a big rod of silicone in your face? I think back then that's what they did. Is it yeah. called silicone? It's made by Dow Corning. Is that correct? They make the plates.
0: Oh, uh, you're thinking of the CPU company from uh, that James Bond with uh, what's her name in it. And okay, Walken. and it's
1: CPU is what you scan to get into Silico- your uh, comic Silicone, uh, Valley. Silicon. Sil- <laughs> I don't want it in the house. Last night, it took us like 45 minutes to pick a movie. Milan's just sitting there. And uh, what did we settle on last night? We settled on watching a bunch of Adventure Times. Because here's the thing. I don't like, on movie night, I don't like watching TV shows. I, one reason I exposed my daughter to these terrible movies is that <laughs> you have to watch something for 90 minutes, or if it's a Marvel comic movie, four hours. And then you, you have to concentrate and follow the story. If you if you just watch a like a, a bunch of Magic School Bus or whatever, it's mm-hmm. like, ugh. We had to turn off Lord of the Rings at a very surprising place. I think. Why not, is not that? that
0: surprising.
1: There's a point. No spoilers, the, but there's the there's spider? a point where well, there's a, there's a point when Magneto is in uh, in the little guy's house, and, and Magneto's <laughs> uh, his little friend sees the ring. Oh, and goes, that's creepy! Oh My God, his face! And she's like, okay, this is boring. And so that's my cue to know right, that is code.
0: Now. That's code for that's code. I, I, the, I just had the crap scared out of me.
1: <laughs> it is scary. It's like that face in The Exorcist,
0: or like the face in that uh, what was that one movie? Uh, Ghost, with Ghostbusters? Keanu, no, Keanu Reeves, where he's uh, a Devil's Advocate, where the um, the pretty lady uh, sees the reflection of her friend in the clothing store over their shoulder in the mirror, and it's that awful okay. pumpkin grimace thing. Ugh. <laughs> I think you might be thinking of uh, Gina Davis in Beetlejuice. I think you're thinking of uh, Gina Davis and Jeff Goldblum in the 1986 epic, The Fly. Are you
1: talking about the film directed by
0: Mr. David Cronenberg? (laughs) Yes, that one. Videodrome, uh, starring
1: Blondie's uh, Debbie Harry. I think you're thinking Um, of Scanners. I saw a uh, a short documentary from about 1980 uh, the other day. There was a panel with David Cronenberg, John Carpenter, and John Landis. And it was really, really cool. Because they talked about horror movies, and it was pretty great. I, I have a lot of things to talk about, Dan. I just want to say, I want to say to Slap Markhead that we're very grateful for, wow, I mean, listening to the show, and for, uh, really, this is insufferable, Dan. Oh, my goodness, this is off of my other show. Does that look clean to you? Having a stroke? People don't like that. Any of hats? Hmm. Dr. Drang's age. Walgreens. Okay. All right. Well, I'm very sorry. I hope you have people in your home that can help you with your drinking problem. Listeners?
0: Uh, cause this is bad. Um, good oh, week. I, I, yeah, a big week, huge week. Woo! And I have uh, I uh, over the weekend I was talking to Cash, and he was giving me sort of the overview of of the dude's acting career. <clears throat> oh, Obadiah Stane, including Obadiah. Um, but <laughs> he, he omitted that from the summary that he gave because I wanted to. I wanted desperately to get it on record. And so, mm-hmm. by the time that I derailed the conversation enough to go get my phone and launch the uh, voice memo app and recorded his summary nope. of Nokia's it, Nokia's going to fix
1: that. By the way, no, the new Nokia app? Yeah, they will fix that. It'll be a three three finger tap. So and it, so and so what's so this is the Jeff uh, what's his name Jeff Goldworthy what's his name Jeff I think I'm a, the Bridges. puppet
0: guy. This is his film career according to Cash. That's right. So he it's very brief so i think but i think the listeners will appreciate this and what i want to kind of preface this with is the dude there is no jeff bridges there's the dude and the dude is actually the the real person and he had things he did before he was the dude and he had things he's done after he was the dude and this all comes from his his own brain so here's the uh here's the clip. Would the Was uh, um, a young man. He was in the old Tron, and when he got older, he did the Big Lebowski. And um, then, when he got even older, he he went back to doing Tron again. So that's the that's the arc of Jeff Bridges' career. Life's about decisions. Yeah, you know, I think he could (laughs) have made some better choices. Yeah, left Mm. a few things out, but
1: yes. I really I really like Jeff Bridges. He seems like a genuinely cool dude, if
0: I may say. Mm -hmm. Doesn't he seem like a guy you'd want to hang out with? Oh, yeah. He's probably number one or number two on my list after you.
1: Mm, For me, it's Alec Baldwin, George Clooney, and uh, you, and then uh, Jeff Bridges. Okay. Yeah. I would totally drink with George Clooney. No no question. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He probably wants a wing win. He wants someone to make him look attractive, I'll bet.
0: Yeah, because he needs help with that. He's a little guy. Yeah, <clears throat> I oh, regret hold, hold buying. On. Hold on, <clears throat> I get too many things up here. You need to talk to your staff, Dan. It's who need, you need to talk to.
1: <clears throat> <clears throat> I've got. Uh, I've got some things to talk about. Okay, can I talk about some things? Yeah, and I
0: have. Well, a why don't you tell me about something you like?
1: I got to tell you, uh, you know what I was, Actually, this is, this is perfect because one of, my, my, one of my, my fourth item of follow-up that I'll jump straight to is to remind you people that the uh, Ungainly X-Man meetup is on for a week from today. Today's Tuesday, Yeah. Um, next Tuesday at 7 p.m. here in San Francisco, Two Cats Comics in West Portal. Uh, I want you guys to come to this. Um, and we're going to hang out and talk about comics and, uh, and a comic book store. They also have Magic the Gathering, so you can come in and floop your pig. If you want. Have <laughs> you watched Card Wars? You've seen that
0: one. Uh, that no, I haven't seen that one.
1: Oh, you never saw Card Wars? Uh-uh. Jake, Jake, Jake makes uh, Finn play this Magic the Gathering type game. Okay. Hilarity ensues. Card Wars. really good. It's uh, oh, great twofer. It's, um, it doesn't matter. Uh, Card Wars. Um, so come out to, uh, to, uh, to uh, Two Cats Comics. And uh, and and hang out with me and Christian and Corey and whoever's working that day, and uh, and it'll be really fun. And why do I mention that? I mention that because I talked to Little Ryan this morning uh, via the uh, electronic mail, and uh, Squarespace is going to be hosting um, my website for my comic podcast. Oh, so cool! Yeah, yeah, and it's it's I I, so I guess I want to talk about Squarespace. Could you tell people I, I want to you know pin me back in? But but uh,
0: uh, tell, tell, tell tell the people about Squarespace. Well, this episode, in addition to Merlin's website, this episode is brought to you by Squarespace. It's an all-in-one platform that makes it easy to create your own website. Now, they're doing something special for September. Normally, we give you 20% off with, if you use our secret code. But for September, for the month of nine, you get the free trial and you're going to get 20% off. Eh? Uh-huh that's too many percent it's a double percentage rate you go to squarespace.com offer code is Batman <laughs> <laughs> really and yeah and uh yeah you did, we, go, did we clear that with DC yeah okay it's uh, basically Squarespace I just set up a new squarespace uh site this morning because I had I've been doing this site dancent.me Because that's where I put all the codes. People are always like, where do I find the latest code for Squarespace or for Shutterstock or whatever? So one of the sponsors we have is Hover, and they had this promo on the .me. And I thought, oh, cool. You know, We'll do the dancent.me, and that'll be that thing. And and so, of course, I wanted to move it to Squarespace because it was just like a flat HTML file. So I moved it to Squarespace this morning. It's all responsive and, uh, and cool using one of their templates, and all I did was just slide a few sliders and upload a couple images and built the whole site in like five minutes. They handle all the SEO. They, they do everything that makes it look great on a device. Open it on your iOS device. Open it up on uh, your Nokia. Oh, God, that's
1: exciting. Yeah. I, I, I got to tell you, buddy, um, this, is, uh, this is, I'm going to go a little bit Joe Franklin on you because you know, we eat our own dog beds. I literally this morning registered two domain names for this program, uh, for the, the the comic thing. I registered two domain names with Hover, which took about 40 seconds. <laughs> and then I, I I didn't even realize how easy this is to do. In Squarespace, if you want to create a new site... So here's the thing. Uh, we're always telling you how great Squarespace is. It is... Now, if you're using Squarespace, you may not know this, that you, you can have a login for... You start with your primary Squarespace account. And if you, you can add other sites to your account. I mean, you got to pay for it like a gentleman. But then you go in there, and if you click on your name down in that lower left-hand corner, you can go in and add another site. So all I had to do, was go in, I literally hit a couple buttons and had a website. I had like a fifth website. I, you go in and you click. I thought this was going to be real acrobatic and I had to go somewhere. And, you know, like the old days of a of domain via fax and mail. <laughs> I thought I had to like go in and say like, I want to create this and associate it with my account. Left join. But I didn't. All I had to do was go in and hit this and it generated this new thing. I hang my domain on it and I'm good to go. Done. It really was that fast. Yeah. It's, they, they, they've thought this stuff out so well. It's all so well integrated and you just, you get to be a monkey. You don't have to think about stuff. You just become a content monkey.
0: That's a freebie. So anyway, they have, and the reason why this works is because they have so many people uh, who care about how the sites look, who care about how they work. And the people who are supporting, they have 70 uh, employees on their customer care team. They're in New York City. And did you know that their office has been named the Care Bear Lair. Whew. That's real. By, by other people? By someone outside of the company. Hmm. That's good? It's good. And we want listeners to keep sending in the links to their sites on Twitter. Oh, if, gosh, Dan. We've gotten so many. a lot of those.
1: Is it, is, if I could ask, is anybody in your staff tracking these?
0: Yeah, we're tracking those. Sure. Okay. So you you tweet Merlin and I. He's Hot Dogs Ladies. I'm Dan Benjamin on Twitter. Hashtag Squarespace and give us a, a URL uh to your site, uh, your Squarespace site. A lot of people tell us when they do this they say that they signed up for Squarespace because of us, which is wonderful. Going to yeah. be it's going to be like 8 bucks a month or less, 20% off during September and you'd be supporting the show by signing up at squarespace.com using the offer code batman, one word. And thank you very much to Squarespace for supporting 5 by 5 and uh, the back to work program. Yeah. And I've got a medium Squarespace. De- Are you a large? No, you're a large, right? You're like oh, big. Oh, gosh, I'm at least a large. Okay, we got a fifty fifty American Apparel, uh, two American Apparel Squarespace uh, shirts with uh Is it Heather that kind of
1: dark, dude? Yeah. I have three of those, and I wear them. I have three Fantastic Four shirts, one of which I'm wearing now, and I have three Squarespace shirts. I wear them all the time. They're very comfortable. It's, a very, it's very comfortable to have near your body. And comforting
0: to know that Squarespace logo This isn't logo like is one of those
1: front. crappy Marvel shirts that kind of hurts to wear. Ugh. This is very, very comfortable. It's, it's almost like, 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 uh, like Lady Underwear. It's almost too comfortable. One of my favorite Marvel characters. She's a photo of Batman spanking a lady I put up uh, re- reboggled on the Tumblr. Kung Fu Gripes? Yeah, go look. There's a Batman spanking a lady.
0: Because justice. All right, let me see. Oh, uh, Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Man, those are good times back then.
1: You know, that was a time when you could be a dark freaking night. Anyway, uh, I saw this. Where did I find this? I was getting ready to, oh, this is really, I'll mention this more hopefully next week or the week after, but uh, you're uh, on your 5 by 5 network, uh, one of my favorite podcasts, Incomparable uh, hosted by our friend Jason Snell, uh, with many wonderful rotating guests. They literally rotate. <laughs> we uh, yeah. we recorded the uh, Hawkeye episode. Manufactured in uh, David Aha's wonderful Hawkeye comic, covered issues one through eleven. We recorded that uh, the other day, and I think Jason's Jason's real uh, real real uh, cagey about when stuff's going to come out. Mm-hmm. I think because he's in publishing, and so uh, it's uh, it should be coming out. I think next weekend. Just pressure Jason to put it out next weekend because it turned out pretty good. It's okay. a great it's a great group. And that Lisa Schmeiser's on there. She's a riot. And, um, and so while well, we talked about Hawkeye, uh, why do I mention that? Oh, because I was killing time before that started, after I'd uh, created an Omni Outliner document about the time frame in some Hawkeye comics. Uh, and I, I found this really cool documentary, a Jonathan Ross documentary for BBC Four called In Search
0: of Steve Ditko. Have you seen this? Mm-mm. I see it here in, in your, um, the other Kong website. do, yeah.
1: Thank you. Uh, it's, it's really, really good. There's like three photos. Steve Ditko... Uh, <laughs> I'm not going to sound bitter. Steve Ditko co created some of our favorite Marvel characters. In particular, he co created, Stanley considers him to have co created <laughs> Spider Man. <laughs> At least I think he gives him credit for designing the outfit, which is extremely generous. I think even that consideration was executive produced by Stanley. But Steve, Steve, <laughs> Steve right. Dicko, what else didn't, didn't he do? Uh, no, Jack Kirby did the Hulk. Cool. What else? Oh, he did Doctor Strange. He created Doctor Strange. Mm-hmm. Uh, very, very interesting guy. Uh, I won't go into too much detail, but it's a I don't know like a half hour documentary hosted by Jonathan Ross, who's a, a huge comic fan, giant collection, and he talks with Mark Millar, Alan Moore. Um, and I won't spoil the end for you, but please, if you're a comic nerd, please watch this because something happens at the end involving him and Neil Gaiman that is uh, – my wife watched this and she giggled. It was so delightful. It's really, really good. Steve Ditko, a very interesting guy. Uh, he There are like three photos of him that exist in the entire world. He refuses to do interviews or be photographed, and he's still alive and working today. He's got a studio in Manhattan. What do you mean he refuses? Um, he left Marvel in something like 1968 for just so many good reasons and he's had all kinds of crazy stuff. Did you know he designed the character that became Rorschach? I, I did not like,
0: I don't think I knew that.
1: I think it's like the question mark or something but he designed he did the he created these two characters. Uh, I think it's called the question or something like that. And he's this guy with a, like a like a blank face, but he also created another character called Mr. A. <laughs> it's basically <laughs> like propaganda for uh, Ayn Rand. I hope that's put objectively enough. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's this crazy, it's either black or white. Like, it's either right or wrong. It's good or evil. And those two characters, Alan Moore from the Charlton Charlton comics, adapted into uh, Rorschach. And Alan Moore, as usual, is a delight in this. Anyway, if you're into comics, and um, you probably are, uh, uh, check it out. In search of Steve Ditko. I think I put it into the show notes. 5x5.tv slash B as in dysentery, 2 as in Magna Carta, W as in... Penetration testing slash one three five. Right. One three five. <clears throat> wow. <clears throat> Thank you. I want to get this done right to show me all the blueprints. Show me all the blueprints. Um, 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 um Steve Ditko comic meetup. Oh, so I didn't really, I didn't really close my parentheses there. So, I, 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 I my first guest is schedule, but I don't. I'm trying to get an episode up before the meetup next week. It may not happen. Mm. I have a very exciting first guest and a bunch of others slated. But uh, So Ungainly X-Men, I wanted it to be kind of a celebration of the podcast coming out. If, if there's any way possible try to have an episode up before then. You know me, Dan. I've learned my lesson from pre-announcing. Brother, have I ever learned my oh, lesson? Man.
0: That's an easy one to fall into. And uh, I wonder if that's going to be our show topic today. That could
1: totally be the show topic. Now, Dr. Druid, he knew from AV hookups anyway uh that's that hawkeye podcast steve ditko comic meetup
0: you got, any, you got anything else i have nothing you sent me some very cute pictures of, of your uh, of your family oh did so you like good. the miley uh, cyrus tongue oh one? my God. <laughs> did i send you that one i did i did not did, did not read the as connection? miley
1: cyrus tongue she needs more tattoos oh i know also something called twerking Mm-hmm. that i could have done perfectly fine to never have heard about
0: hmm. i'm surprised you didn't already know about
1: it i it's hard for me to articulate how satisfying it is to not follow things it's it, you know you can't prove a negative but wow and i watched that video of her with the stuffed animals and not not your daughter but um so anyway where are we we're at twelve twenty-five. this is great man we're in fuego so, I had a couple ideas for topics. Um, what, was, what was the one you just did? Pre announcing? I'm going to write that down. That's good. Pre announcing. So, here's what I got. You can pick. Um, huh. I got some fun tack on my finger. Oh, this is a mess.
0: What is fun, fun tack?
1: Uh, is that a Jeopardy question? I um blue. There's a blue material that you use to put your Rorschach poster on the wall. Oh, what that is fun stuff. Tack? Yeah, yeah. And that's on my fingers. Is, I thought it was called Stick 'em.
0: It could be. Could be, could be. I, uh, I buy the off-brand one. I haven't watched a yeah. film since before our last episode. I just realized. Oh, that. really? Is yeah. is it a time constraint or mental health? What? No, I'm gonna to have to watch it again tonight. Because now again. you mentioned it. Yeah. yeah. You know, my wife says she's gonna read Watchmen. Really? Yeah. How, how did Zulbear? you make that happen?
1: It's like the it's like the garter belt uh, for men in their 40s. You know how you always <laughs> put the garter belt, <laughs> right? I was thinking, God, I wish when you're like 20, you're like, man, I wish she would suddenly be really into garter belts. And then out of nowhere, we're hanging out yesterday with the family and she's like, ah, I'm going to rewatch my Wow. <sighs> <laughs> You've never been more beautiful. <laughs> Must investigate further. <laughs> and so we've got pre-announcing products. I was out of town for a talk. This is not that interesting. I was out of town for a talk and I, I hit on a couple... I think kind of interesting points about kind of back to an old topic of deciding who you want to be and leading by example. Uh, we could talk about Steve Ditko and uh, and Jack Kirby and the credit problem. And uh, my, my theoretical topic I suggested was this: um, how Josh Whedon gets stuff done using uh, things he learned from a book he never finished called "Getting Things Done." Mm. Read a really good article about that. So here's what I got pre-announcing: who I want to be, Josh Whedon, Josh Wheaton, and TD. Uh, or Steve Ditko in credit, or I'm typing other. Your
0: pick. It's your show. I like the second one. Who I want to be? Yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. Uh, that's kind of lame. Are you, are All right, you, then like, let's talk about the first one. Are you undermining me? No, never. Of course not.
1: Underminer. <laughs> okay. Um, Whatever you want. It's your show. Well, let me talk a little bit about this, this Josh Wheaton article. The reason I'm looking for cabins uh, on on Shutterstock is uh, I watched that cabin in the woods last night. Did you you really? Yeah, my expectations were beyond low, and so uh, for the kind of crummy ending, I thought it was really, really good. I mean, I haven't seen it. Don't ruin it. Oh, okay. It's is it supposed to be scary? Oh, it's scary, but it is all I will say. It is a very smart and canny, unexpected satire of like teen horror movies, but it's not like scary movie. It's, uh, it's what you'd expect from just, just Whedon writing and producing a, uh, a movie about horror movies. It's pretty great. I think he really likes redheaded ladies. Then he was part of that redheaded league. Is that, is that the one where you, uh, is that the Sherlock Holmes thing? Yeah. Okay. Um, he's got the, uh, that Felicia day Mm -hmm. in Dr. Horrible. He's got um, he's got the, got the lady from Ghost World in uh, The Avengers. And then he's got this really cute girl in, uh, with red hair. He's got a lot of redheads. I'm not complaining. I'm just noting. I'm a teacher as well as a practitioner. Anyway, I watched it last night. And I was thinking about this. Now, um, first of all, let me thank the uh, probably half dozen people who sent this article.
0: Dan, it's in show notes if you want to go have a look at it. I'm looking right now
1: at 5 x five uh Really? Did you already, did you make it, uh, you already previewed it? Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, no, so people- I, it is not. It's not in preview mode, but I'll put it, I'll drop it in preview mode right now. Why not? You can do that. You can do that. You wrote your own CMS. Yeah, I can do that. And you know what? You I, I just CTO added, .com. Um, I added an index hmm? to, yeah, I added an index to uh, one of the tables much, much faster after the show publishes now for, to regenerate the, the stuff really much faster.
1: And that, that happens once, and then it's
0: like catched. Yeah. That's smart. But uh, there was, uh, I added an index because the links is what was slowing it down.
1: Yeah, I, I posting links, I feel like, you know, I, I've occasionally in the past broken it. Because mm-hmm. I, I think it didn't... Uh, Wait, are we talking the URL, about the same... Is that a euphemism? Mm-hmm. Take a drink. Put, uh, <laughs> put the title in the URL, and the URL in the title. Mm-hmm. Oh, because, yeah, uh, that's, that shouldn't break it anymore. Yeah, it's called regular expressions. Look it up. Um... Doesn't it drive you crazy? I'm going to Syracuse you twice. Doesn't it drive you crazy when you go to a website for something that's theoretically a grown up product
0: and it doesn't
1: like how you put in your phone number?
0: Like if you put in the parentheses instead of just the dashes or, or no spaces, it wants spaces, you put in it, that kind of thing.
1: Yeah. That's yeah. The worst. I mean, there's a, there's a million variations on it. There's the, the way too smart trying to, you know, too smart for their own good JavaScript ones that try to hop you between three fields. Like that's helpful. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, i I 'm I'm, I'm reluctant to say this because someone will ask me to prove it, but even with my really rudimentary understanding of things like regular expressions i 'm pretty sure I could put that together i 'll bet there's a Python module out there that you could get that would do this for you I bet there's five hundred of them I bet there's seven hundred per modules that would do this for you that's very I distrust places that do that doesn 't it seem like as, as John says that 's the very first thing that you would learn in computing is how to do something like yeah. that yeah anyway i don 't trust it. So, uh, this article, uh, which was on a fast company site with a silly name, uh, what's it called? It's create co or something like that. It's an interview with, uh, just Whedon and, uh, talking about, you know, how he gets a lot of things accomplished, you know, he did the Avengers movie. Um, by the way, I can really recommend watching I got the, I got like my fifth Blu-ray. I bought the Avengers on Blu-ray and, uh, cause I really like it. And his, his, uh, director's commentary is really, really good and, you know, it's it's always interesting in a director's commentary to, to hear what people focus on. You know, some people will focus on the story. In the case of like the um, Zack Snyder's Watchmen commentary, he talks a lot about you know adapting it you know to Dave Gibbons's look and stuff like that. But the Joss Whedon one, he talks a lot about like the constraints of like of making this movie and like you know we we would have done that, but you know each one of these CGI things that we do costs a lot of money. You know, you think oh Avengers they must have an unlimited budget, but he doesn't. You know uh so that's his commentary, but he did the Avengers uh I mean just recently hes I think he he's not is he directing agents of shield I, I'm sure he's producing it but let's just suffice it to say that you know he directs he writes he produces he's got a lot of simultaneous projects going on at once and as ever I'm always excited to hear how people who actually make things are able to get them accomplished and, and ship them out and so uh I don't, I don't know if you had a chance to glance at this interview, but there were several interesting things um, I thought in this interview. Let me pull it up here. It's called uh, "How to Be Prolific: Guidelines for Getting It Done" from Joss Whedon. And as ever, we should mention that uh, getting things done is copyright David Co. Two
0: thousand
1: one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but you know, it,
0: uh, I like that it's, sound effect. That's <laughs> <laughs> good. I think, I think you're thinking of Dipsomania. Yeah.
1: Um. So, yeah. So, anyway. <laughs> this is not interesting. Nobody
0: has to play the game if they don't want to play it.
1: Nobody has to do anything but die. Yeah. So, you go, you got, uh, you got, uh, it this here. Uh, so, so, he talks about, he, he he has read part of getting things done. Which I think is so awesome. <laughs> right, just. And he, <laughs> Yeah, and he met David Allen once and said, "You should write. You should write your next book. Should be called Finishing the Book.'" Um, <laughs> but uh, but he talks about some things that I think are worth going over. I got a couple quick points here. Okay. Um, well, first of all, I, I, you know, I think um, our friend uh, friend of the show, David Allen, would would blanch at this a little bit. But you know, if, getting things done, especially if you're a complete wreck, getting things done works and works best if you adopt it whole hog. Like if you set aside time to really work the entire process, to really internalize it, and then to sort of along the same lines as a workout or a diet, to make yourself hue to it 100% until it doesn't feel like a thing you're, you know, noticing that you're doing. I I had my best success at the time that I first got started with GTD and times I've gotten back into it is going whole hog. But even if you're like me and you're kind of a lapsed acolyte, there's still so much that you can take away from. And he says specifically talking about how much the idea of, of next actions um, mean to him to this day. And whenever I talk to people in, like, especially in entertainment, that's anybody who's read GTD or, you know, practiced it and is having good luck with it, even if they're not doing reviews and all of that, you know, boo, you know, shame on you or whatever. But, um, you know, the idea of the next action is huge for him. And so, for example, I love this section here. I'm just going to read a little bit from the internet. Um, ask him about macro versus micro. I love this idea. Micro is about the moment. It's about having an idea or having writer's block or just trying to get through those moments. For me, it boils down to specificity, knowing exactly what I'm trying to accomplish. So talking about like things he really, a specific thing he wants to do. He says, like, for example, today, I'm going to watch a ton of other action sequences, whatever it is. That would be the other side after the specificity of knowing. Don't just say, oh, I need to work on that. Say, I need to work on this element of that. Absolutely eat dessert first, which we'll get to in a minute. I think that's a great, that's a fantastic way to look at your work. Is this boring? No, that's a good one. I think it's a really good one. And I think one reason, you know, it never hurts to go back to GTD um, and talk about some of those principles. It's hugely influential for me. But um, I think one reason people get hung up on stuff and don't get a lot accomplished or can't handle multiple things at once is because they haven't gotten specific. In the first instance, they have not gotten specific about what the project is and what kind of outcome they're looking for out of it something David um, calls outcome-based thinking. Like when you come up with a project, with a, a very concrete picture in your mind of what this will look like when I'm done. You know, whether that's like renewing your license or whether that's retiring. Like there should be things that you can envision, like what is done look like. So, you know, concretion in that, but also concretion in terms of like, what is the specific physical action that I need to do? And for those of you who somehow have missed this over the last, you know, 20 years, um, how many years, 13 years, something like that. Um, a next action is simply the next physical thing that you could do to get closer to completing that project. And so many people I talk to, I mean, this is definitely true for, for, for Rob Corddry. Like this, the, the amount of stuff that he gets accomplished is crazy. He produces Children's Hospital now as, as well as acting in lots of things co-editing it with his two partners. But he's, you know, as the creator and kind of the showrunner, I think that's correct. I think he's the showrunner. I mean, there's a lot of stuff he's got to keep track of. He's got to think about paychecks and sets and wigs and, you know, all of that stuff. And the only way he said, the only way he's able to do that is a G- GTD-like system where you get really concrete. Now, this doesn't mean you can't be abstract and you can't be creative. Quite the opposite. In the case of Mr. Wheaton, I think it probably is a huge boon because once you know what it is that you're actually working on, what are the projects that I have accepted? What will it look like when they're done? Are they still alive? You can be fairly abstract about that creative process, um, which which we can get to next. But I don't know. I, I still find that so useful. I know you're not like a dyed-in-the-wool GTD guy, but... That must be something you have you have to deal with. I mean, you've got a lot of uh, plates spinning, in a given day or week.
0: No, I mean, I think I think that's true. And you know, it's whenever whenever you talk about what something, getting things done, getting something finished. What does finished look like? I I can't I can't help it, but I always go back to this talk from your favorite, Jean Jeff. You remember him, right? Who? Jean Jeff. He's the uh, the buddha, the Buddhist dude that I played you. Oh yes, of course. You remember? So him. Is that the laughing Buddha or the the dour <laughs> Well, Let that? me explain the difference. Uh, <laughs> so here, can I play a little clip from from one of these? Nothing would make me happier. All right, here. <laughs> Listen, don't make fun <laughs> of this. A chant is it... that we often recite. This is the Chan Jeff. about aging, illness, death, and separation. People need to listen to this. Is unavoidable. Okay. So one of, one of these talks that he does, it's called A Quiet Spot. Uh, it's from 2001. And he's talking about the perspective of meditation and the world and all of this stuff, right? But he always talks about the concept that, that things are always going to be unfinished, right? Yes. So let me, let me read the uh, – let me find the quote here because I want to hear what you have to say about this. here's what he says. There's a lot of he's talking in general, but I want I want you you to use your laser beam. Focus it. Uh, There's a lot of unfinished business out there in the world, but it's always going to be unfinished. One job gets done and another one comes right on it. A lot of the problem is with the mind itself. There are days when things are perfectly fine, but the mind starts getting antsy. It can't help but think what's next out there on the horizon. If you follow that particular tendency, it never comes to an end. There's always going to be work to do. When people say they finish the job, it's because they just get too weak to do it. And so whatever's left has to stay undone. So he talks about, you know, how you you get focused and everything like that. But um, he says right here, He says, after all, when we talk about the world, it's not just the world outside. It's the world inside the mind that has a lot of unfinished business. And the urge is to decide, okay, what business needs doing to decide. Ask yourself, where are the tasks that when you need to do them, they really get done so that when you really have to do something, get something accomplished in the mind is that you can do it. Oh, that's. And he says uh, the Buddha was so particular about which questions he would answer and which ones he wouldn't, which issues were worth dealing with which ones were worth just putting aside and you can't take on everything. So you have to focus on what's important, have a sense of priorities, not only in your life at large, but also in where you focus your attention, where you focus your energy right here, right now. So
1: that sounds pretty good. I was a little drifty for a while, but, uh, but I totally agree that uh, that end part makes total sense. Um, no, it, it, you know, it, it's all sensible, but um, well, the, the, uh, I mean, yes, everything will be undone, but I mean, that's kind of turtles all the way down. Mm-hmm. I mean, that
0: doesn't mean, you know, it's, but this is, it's, this it's, is the thing I remember talking to, uh someone I used to work with a number of years ago and whenever we'd come out of the meeting, you know, we'd be in one of those ridiculous brainstorming meetings that would last like half a day and there'd be <laughs> whiteboards and people taking pictures of the whiteboards with their pre iPhone cameras. And, you know, like we would come out of this meeting and there would be so much to do and we'd have this deadline and, uh, the guy that I worked with, he'd always be like, "Oh man, I just, there's no way we're going to get to do this." I'd say, "It's fine. We're going to be able to do it. It's going to be fine." And he'd say, "Well, how can you do that?" Because he, even though he was super smart, he was looking at at this thing as a whole instead of breaking it down into lots of tiny little things. If you know, if if you have to drive from home to work, and you are going to describe to somebody. Every single thing that you had to do on that 35, 40-minute drive, each turn you had to make, each time you had to stop at a stop sign or a stoplight, each time you had to look left, look right, make sure you're crossing the right way and look for pedestrians and what if your phone rings. It's going to sound like a thousand things that you need to do just to get on that 30-minute drive to work. But in reality, it just – you do them one at a time so it's accessible and it's reasonable, right? Mm -hmm. But I feel like there's – you were talking – I forget which episode. It was not magical episode number seven. Take a drink. But Mm -hmm. it was, was, yeah, it was one, it was an episode where you were talking about how you actually, in some cases say that project, that is a project, defining something as a project and then throwing it away. Can you revisit that one? Is that not in line with what we're talking about today? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. A hundred percent. Well, first of all, um, I should, I should get this right and get the citation on it right. But I I first read this in uh, Annie Lamott's Bird by Bird quoting someone basically saying that, you know. I'll paraphrase it for this context. Um, you know, if you tried to describe to somebody how to get from San Francisco to Philadelphia, that would be a really, really complicated thing to explain. Like I mentioned writing that as, as a program where you had to explain left, right, left, right. Well, another way to do it would be like, look at your GPS and keep going until you're in Philadelphia. So, I mean, there are probably algorithms that you can apply, but right. however you decide to look at it, those wheels on your car have to make a, make a rotation many, many times to get you there. I don't need to describe each rotation of your tires in order to get you there. And that's where this kind of the analogy of headlights becomes useful. I can make it from you know driving at night. I, I can get pretty far from my house, even though I can only see maybe 100 feet in front of me <laughs> right. with my headlights. But I don't need to see all the way to where I'm going. I need to see what's in front of me. And, and to, to beat the analogy to death, uh, like, you know, <laughs> like out here, they just, uh, the Bay Bridge, uh, has been closed for several days while they open a new span. If you didn't know that that bridge was closed and your goal is to get from, you know, the, uh, inland empire to San Francisco. Well, you're at some point you're going to go, oh crap, the bridge is closed. Well, at that point you can decide not to go to San Francisco or you could decide to find another way to get to San Francisco. You could decide to go later right? I mean, mm-hmm. the thing is your life doesn't end because you ran into one thing that you can't do. So in that instance, I think that headline, headline analogy is really good. Cause that's, I think what we're both talking about is, you know, so, so I mean the, the, the corollary for that that people say, and I think kind of a dumb way is, Oh, well, you can't plan that stuff out. Life is chaotic. Well, you wouldn't just like get in your car and start just driving unless you're in a fugue state. Like you want to know where <laughs> you're going to go and sure your plans will change. I mean, you know, I. uh I was talking to somebody the other day, um, uh, you know, a few people who have kids that are older than mine, kids that are, you know, in high school and how, how worried they are about their kids. And one woman said something I thought was really, uh, really interesting and telling. And she said, well, you know, there's like, there's people with two kinds of kids. They're either the kind of kid who knows exactly what they want to do. Like 17 year old kid, they know exactly what they want to do. And you're terrified because Mm -hmm. of the thing that they want to do, or they have no idea what they want to do. And you're terrified because they have no idea what they're going to Mm -hmm. do. Mm -hmm. Which I think that resonates with me. That totally makes sense. And I think your whole life dealing with other people, you've got that feeling. The thing that I said, like a big smart ass, because I haven't actually lived through it yet, was, well, like, what if you were still doing the thing you wanted to do, knew you wanted to do when you were 17? Like, thank God you didn't stay with that. You know, I mean, things will change, you know, it's, as you get older, you're going to encounter barriers, you're going to encounter roadblocks, you're going to fail. And every time you do that, you're going to have to readjust your course, decide whether it's the right way to go, whether you have the stones to keep with it, or whether you need to do something else. And if you look at anybody who's successful, there are very few people in in the modern age, the contemporary times, who are successful that have, that have never had a bump, <laughs> or have never, you know, had to realize the Bay Bridge was closed, and they might have to go down to San Mateo or up to Richmond. Like there's, that's, that's what life is. But, you know, failing to think about what city you actually want to go to is no substitute. Um, I don't know. I think that's really wise. And and in his case, I mean, you know, so, so Joss Whedon is cheating a little bit because he's already made lots of stuff. This is a much bigger problem for people who haven't made a lot of stuff, but want to make a lot of stuff, an old theme here on the show, but worth mentioning is that until you have done a lot of a given thing, it's hard to know how to be good at it. And it's hard to know how to survive those times. But, I mean, again, that interview when you were uh, uh, away for a few weeks and I interviewed Cordry for, for this show, we should mm-hmm. put that in show notes. You know, he talked about this uh, toward the end of the program, making, having to make the leap from being a monkey who shows up with memorized lines to being somebody who produces a TV show. I mean, I'll, I'll be at a short TV show uh, about uh, a clown with blood on his uh, shirt. But, you know, how, what a giant leap that is. And so everybody from the outside listening, go, oh, that's fine for Rob Corddry. Like you get a show on TV and you get to go live in a mansion. But that's harrowing. Very much like you deciding to go start a network and then realizing that that's what you wanted to do. I guess you realized that before. But, you know, every day is scary. But that doesn't mean you can't keep looking for what that next thing is going to be. And so in Joss Whedon's case, I'm, I'm just really impressed by that, that, that if you need a model, setting aside all the GTD stuff or whatever, but if you need a model for how to think about getting your work accomplished, I think you could do a lot worse than getting into the specificity. And if that specificity is getting into why you're not getting more accomplished, then that's okay. Just don't do that forever. Like Don't buy five more notebooks to figure out what that problem is, because that's the problem. right? So you know later on in this article, he talks about how important it is to have friends or people that you, you know, interact with. And I found this to be really true. Like when I get hung up on stuff and I go into like a dark hole somewhere, you know, those thoughts start echoing in your brain. You get the monkey mind and you start believing your thoughts. Dan, do you believe your thoughts? I do not believe my thoughts, generally speaking. Boy. Though. Uh, but I, but that's, that's why I think that's useful there. I don't know if that gets to your Buddhist point, but, you know, I, I think there's a certain kind of black and white thinking that people can get into that's really destructive. It can be very destructive for me. And if I had to distill it down to one thing, we talked about this on Roderick uh, a couple weeks ago, but you know, if I had to distill it down to one thing, it's that if this thing can't be perfect, I shouldn't bother doing it. And I don't mean in the sense of being a perfectionist. A perfectionist, I think daughter's a little over a perfectionist where she's not ready to go public with something and she's pretty sure she can do it well. But it's like, it isn't like she would say, well, I will never learn to read because I can't read perfect. That's, that's a different kind of thing. And the mm-hmm. example I cited was, well, you know, say what you will about PETA, at least they're pure, <laughs> I'm not a, a giant fan, but like just, just because you can't go completely leather free and meat free doesn't mean that you can't be opposed to torturing animals. I mean, there are people who will want to radicalize you into believing that the only way is 100%, but that's mental. Everybody's got their one thing that they want you to do, but you have to decide for yourself what you can tolerate. And I, I mean, how do you get better as a human being unless you embrace the fact that you can't be perfect until you get better? Do you, know, do you know what I mean? And I think that black and white thinking, it keeps a lot of people down. And, in, and, you know, again, listening to that director's commentary on the Avengers, he had constraints out the ass. He had all kinds of stuff that he couldn't do. He probably had the talent for a certain number of days. He had these locations for so long that, that you know, that cash register is, is clicking and ringing and dinging the whole time. He can't just go out and, and have whatever company that is write a check, Paramount or whatever, like write a check for just whatever he feels like doing. Let's try the scene of the Hulk tearing up a building 11 different ways and see which one works. Because
0: if he does that, then there's a whole bunch of other stuff he can't do. So um, I don't – so respond. I mean this is – the, the it's, it's knowing what you can do. It's knowing what you can't do, right? And this is the part that I think is challenging for me on a, on a regular daily basis. And this leads into the conversation we had a while back also about like delegating – do you know what I'm saying? Like where you where you have knowing to, knowing what somebody else might be better at, r- knowing what somebody else might be better at, or like Matt Howey says, hiring somebody to do the things that you don't like to do, uh, or or your your friend Horst You talks about hiring items or hiring companies or hire, but not but in a sense of like what job is Apple going to do for you when they get you that phone or whatever? You know, to me, all this kind of swirls right. around into this barriers. giant you, cauldron. Come up, you come
1: up with all these barriers for right. why things are the way they are and to excuse yourself from why nothing
0: about it can change. Right. So what, I yeah. mean, how do you, how do you get around this? Should we, do you, do you want to tell me about something you like?
1: No, you should tell me about something you like. I'll, I'll, well, you know, we got, we got a couple. You, you got a preference. I'll tell you this. I was, uh, I was sitting in this uh, hotel room da 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 and I wanted to get some room service. And so I, what I did was while I was at the airport, I, uh, I I should always remember to do this ahead of time. But when I arrive, I'll splurge on room service. Usually, if it's like okay food, because I'm you know you travel, you got you got travel all over you. And in my case, I just want to sit there and like watch Family Guy and just be left alone. I don't I don't want to go interact with people. I don't want to go down to flingers or anything. So um, I was at the airport at a stopover, and I, I went and looked up the room service menu for this uh, restaurant and pulled it into GoodReader. And then pulled that into a PDF pen. <laughs> I did something really dumb. I went and I read it in PDF pen. And then I went in and I copied and pasted. I highlighted some stuff that I thought I might like. You ever get into that fantasy food mode where you're like, oh, do I want this or do I want that? And I went in there and I was able to go in and highlight stuff I might want on this giant menu. And then I would go in and copy and paste it. And I copy it and go paste it into a text app. And I had my order ready when I got to the hotel room. I was that hungry. Now, there's probably other apps where you can do that. But I find myself using PDF pen more and more all the time it's just so much easier to use for all these little annoying tasks. Yeah, I know people like, people like uh, Katie and David over at Mac Power Users, they use this app every day. They have to use it every day.
0: Well, they're lawyers. I, they're, yeah, exactly. Imagine the kind of this, paper that they have to deal with. Oh, uh, like eight and a half by 11? <laughs> you know, this it's just, there's so Tam-oid. many. There was, uh, so here's a perfect example of the, the fun little things that you can do if you have PDF pen installed. We're going to go to uh last week, I guess this was Thursday or Friday last week. We are going to go to uh, Hut's Hamburgers. You ever been to Hut's? Love Hut's. That's the place with the hamburger place. Mhm. Down on Briar, down uh, 2. <laughs> cool so Pond. they uh they have see that should be on the list. <laughs> so they have uh they have grass-fed burgers there and they even got gluten-free buns, but the place is old school, like been in in business forever. And I said, "Well, let's look, let's look at the menu, right?" So, I click on the link on their website to download the PDF menu, but it's not a PDF in the sense that you and I would like it it's to one be. It's one of those ones that's like a JPEG. It's, yeah, it's a JPEG that's been saved out as a PDF file. So, I, I, I'm, I'm smarter than that, though. So, I open it in PDF pen. And it says, it looks like you have a scanned image. Do you want me to OCR it so that you can do text searches? And I say, yes. Five seconds later, it's OCR'd the entire document. And now I can command F and find, you know, whatever the text was that I want to do. Search through the whole menu, which five seconds before was a JPEG. You're I mean, making that up. Now, I'm Are not you making, making that up? I am not making that up. That's completely bananas. How cool is that? That's totally cool, and that—that's what
1: you get out of this app. This is a, this is a, this is a pro power user kind of app. If, if all you need to do is look at PDFs, preview is probably going to be fine for you. But if you have to do anything with PDFs, man, this thing is going to change your life. That ability to go in and discover where there should be a form but there's not a form, it'll go in and try to guess where those boxes should be. I, I find it completely. This is the new facts, guys. Dealing with PDFs is the new facts. It's incredibly frustrating to me to have to deal with these things, and uh, there's just. I mean, I, I would just encourage you to go to uh, smallsoftware.com and look at PDF Pen because you need this app. And, and the, I, am, I am not the world's giantest fan of, of iCloud. There's a lot about it that frustrates me. A lot about but, it. But I've had so much success with iCloud document syncing in this app. I did this with Keynote uh, the other day, and it worked out great so far, knock on wood. But I, I, it's so awesome. So if you want to be a power user and go do a bunch of stuff on your, on your Mac... You put that in your iCloud, open up your iPad, and you can just watch it just appear right there. It's, it's, it's such a terrific way to go. You don't have to think about it. I love Dropbox, but I don't want to have to deal with Dropbox for all of this. All the features that you get, well, most of the features that you get, but the PDF Pen features are going to be available on both of these apps, all your platforms, all together synced, and it's just it's glorious to use.
0: Over? Over and out. Well, no, actually, we have a special... So where, should, uh, hint, where, should, smile, people, where should people go? smilesoftware.com slash 5 by 5 this will also show you all the cool videos that David Sparks has made showing off all the new features of PDF Pen 6 which is a beautiful, beautiful thing. So go check it out. SmileSoftware.com slash 5x5 You can buy directly from the App Store or directly from Smile, either one. And uh, they also have PDF Pen Pro which has even more advanced features like form creation tools, document permission settings and things like that. So go check it out. Thank you very much. To smile for supporting five by five and back to work. mm Hmm. Nice fun. folks
1: over there. Nice, nice folks. You can't really McDonald. Say bad about them. No, you could, but you'd be wrong. Yeah, and good you'd be people. wrong to try.
0: mm, It's
1: a good point. Josh Whedon. That was pretty good. That was help. Do you think that'll help people, Dan? I think so. The Buddha I think stuff so will anyway. anyway. Yes. I like, when you, I like when you play long audio bits of people speaking quietly and making
0: smacking noises. I actually found the specific, uh, the specific talk where he says the things that I just read.
1: Every tunnel is dark at the beginning.
0: That's not bad to for go, only hearing him a couple times.
1: To go, to go under the mountain, one must find a tunnel. Well, tunnel as a tunnel is a hole. Time to let all your. <laughs> oh. Look, like get all Ken Nordine on me. Boo. Whatever you've been thinking about, whatever places your mind is. Okay, that's that's kind of freaking out. me out. He sounds like a bat- stain <laughs> when he's in the suit. I'm telling you, you listen to this guy; it'll change your whole life.
0: <laughs> I'm not kidding.
1: Tony Stark, I stole your. Tech. Listening, <laughs> listening <laughs>
0: to listening to him. You know, a couple of these talks a day. Every day for a few months did me more good than like five years of uh, regular therapy. Did he do the voice for uh, for, for Gorf? I think you're th- I think you're thinking of Space Invaders. Try again, Space Cadet.
1: <laughs>
0: uh, uh, uh. Yeah.
1: I. You know what? If I ever got successful, I would totally buy a Gorf game. Gorf is that what's
0: called? Is that the stuff you take on the trail? Is that Gorp? So did you put uh, iOS seven on your primary carry yet?
1: Um. I. Boy. You know what I heard? I'm. A, you want me to kind of be honest with you? Snapback. Marcus says, Marcus says the icons bounce too long. He had a post about it. Uh, there is no uh, icon bouncing. Can, can we? No, no. There's no cat. Let's let's um, let's make sure we leave some time to talk about uh, no, Nokia. 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 Okay. No cat. Um. No, but well, you know, this is a derail. But here's the thing. I think there's going to be. I think there will be new iPhones by the end of the month. Mm -hmm. And so I don't want to monkey with my phone if I'm just going to get a new one. That's the thing. And I held off. You know, I got a four. Everybody makes fun of me because I got an old phone. Oh, yeah, that's right. 4S. (laughs) He's got a four. (laughs) I can barely (laughs) use it. It's so slow. Is it really? No, it's awesome. It's awesome every day. It was awesome the day I bought it. It's awesome today. And it's really just fine. There's not a website that writes that much about how what you have is mostly just fine. No, oh, that would be a really, really good site for us to work on. I think on Montero together. did that. Montero, Montero and uh, Neil had had a site for a while about that, about just keeping your old crap. But you know, I mean, there's times when you got to make the leap. I mean, for me, like it, it's you know, aesthetically, you know, the sites or you know, apps look kind of weird and stuff. And you know, there's stuff that I would benefit from, and I'd like to see. But no, I haven't put it on. I, I, I you know, I'm in, in the uh, ADC. I don't know if I'm allowed to say that. But I, uh, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> you can't even
0: mention that you're in uh, I, the Apple Developer membership. Have <laughs> I told you
1: about that? The bit that Eleanor and I have? I don't think I have. It's, it's not that funny. But I'll say to Ellie. What's the first rule of Fight Club? Should go. You do not talk. Can't talk about Fight Club. What's the second rule of Fight Club? Don't talk about Fight Club. Have you shown
0: it's her the, that movie?
1: Oh, are you kidding me? Watch it all the time. No, no, come on. It's, I haven't. It's a terrible movie. But uh, it's a good movie. Third rule of Fight Club is location, location, location. Mm. So uh, I'm repeating. You mind if I read my own toots? That would be funny. No, oh, let's do it. It's spend an hour. The only thing worse than being talked about is not being talked about. <laughs> Reading Oscar Wilde's toots. Um, yeah. Headlights. <laughs> am I right? Ah. Boy, what a crazy acquisition. Oh, man. You got Skype, Steve Ballmer, Bomber man, uh Are you be yes. right you
0: need to lay down
1: musk oh tubes. speaking
0: of musk Don't I, you I, they have talk about technology on this show? I will gut you no listen, I <sighs> test drove one of those uh Tesla cars that you have yeah do you ever test drove one? <laughs> oh, yeah, uh-huh they have a test drive they had a test drive event here in in Austin. And yeah, I went to. I, I have
1: a, I have a day Tesla and a night Tesla, so I can play defense.
0: Well, I don't mean you personally. But I mean up there in uh, San
1: Francisco. Oh, are you kidding me? You have to do that. Yeah, you, you, get, you get your tattoo, your fixie, your ironic mustache, and they
0: just put you in a Tesla. Yeah, test, test it out. So I test drove one of those. No gears, no gears, Merlin. How do you know? There, that because the guy said no gears, and you don't. It never shifts. It's just straight acceleration. Wow, it's the weirdest thing. You, you mean you don't hear it shifting? It does not shift. There is no shifting. It's one big no long gear. No shifting.
1: That's what she said. Well, um, boy, it's amazing what's happening in technology today. Yeah, I know it. I, you know what? I, we should stop soon so I can go find out how to spend the rest of my day based on what computer companies are doing right yeah.
0: now. Yeah.
1: I'm way, way behind. Nokia. Um uh, you know what? We can wrap this pretty soon. Um couple, couple we have. Cookies. Well we do have three sponsors. I know that. All I know right. that. I, All have, right. I, I would flip my crappy little MacBook Air at you. My dinky computer.
0: Is that what you're using, 11? Did I, I told you I poured water in it. I mean, my, my little girl poured water into the one. He did. And rain. I heard you talk about it on another show. What's the, uh, I heard it didn't uh, start up last I heard. No, no. I plugged in uh, the power cable and, and the light did not turn green. And uh, somebody on Twitter said that that means that there's no hope for it. So I ordered uh, for $5 on Amazon, I ordered the little pentalobe uh, screwdriver. So I'm, I'm going to be taking this thing apart. That's a good use of your time. Well, I got to get, I got to get at the, the, uh, the internals.
1: Why wouldn't, why wouldn't you have the internals uh, handled by your staff or, or someone, would you, could you outsource that? Could you outsource it? I can't, I can't delegate. Just can't do it. Mm-mm. Have you thought about what success looks like? It's have su- you asked your staff, thy rod and thy staff, do they comfort you? <laughs> success is being done
0: with a project. Hmm. There's no eye in success. <laughs> Where did you go to give your talk? What was your talk about?
1: Charleston, South Carolina. I did two talks. Time, and attention, and meetings. I love that meetings talk, man. Oh man, that meetings talk, man. You can just see the blood drain out of people's faces.
0: <laughs> How big of a of a I room get real, is it?
1: Dan, I get even today. Still, I get real worked up when I do a talk. Do you it's really? embarrassing. Oh why? gosh, because I see the faces in the audience and I wonder why they're not freaking out.
0: Oh, like I'm, they're not? They're actually not responding as much as you were hoping they would respond. Kind
1: of. Yeah. I mean, mostly it's that I, I, I can't believe I've done such a terrible job of making me terrified about how hard your job is. It's I can't like believe you, 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 you are basically like stuff. a mobile version of scared straight for the business world. That's right. I come in and say, you're going to be a stagecoach if you don't watch it. Um, no, it's like that. Yeah, sure. I yell at teens, troubled teens. I call them my kids, you know, uh, it's a, I don't know. It's not, it's not a personal thing. It, it it does fuel me while I'm I'm visiting with people, but it's it isn't just like oh you're not noticing what I'm doing enough. It's more like like if I drop drop just the tiniest little bit of science on you and, and it doesn't make your eyes bug out with certain things, I'm kind of surprised. Right? I mean the, the maybe canonical example with meetings is you you know, you do the Sherlock Holmes thing where you walk people we talked about meetings a few weeks ago, we can mm-hmm. put that in. The show. But um but you know, the, the To me, you can do this little Socratic uh, garden walk where you say to somebody, okay, do you love meetings? Do you like meetings? Do you mostly wonder whether meetings are productive at all? Well, of course. Okay, do you you hold meetings? Yes. Well, so are meetings good or bad? Well, most meetings suck. Okay, do your meetings suck? Well, somebody's meetings suck. It isn't like the big men in black alien ship drop bad meetings in your building? Like somebody's holding crap meetings. Is there any chance just blue sky solutioneering? Is there the slightest possibility that there are ways you could improve your meetings? Like have you, when was the last time that you called a meeting and sent out an agenda with an agenda being, okay, so here's the thing right now. Most people, this is how most people start meetings. They go into their Microsoft exchange and they go create an event on a bunch of people's calendars. And you know what the meeting's called? Meeting. Right, or sometimes, sometimes if they want to get a little more granular, it says update. That's the name of the meeting is update, right? And you go down to that little, that giant, giant notes field that they give you, and you know it's in there. Bupkis, not a zip, null, and there's nothing in there. And so here's what you do. You say (sighs) update on uh, Henderson report. (laughs) Update on progress of the Henderson report with next actions. Here's the agenda. Uh, we're going to talk about the Henderson Report, uh, follow up on what we did before, and then here's the three things that we're going to do. We're going to decide on whether, our, whether we need to go back to ask for more budget. Item two, we're going to um, make sure that everybody's got the resources they need to finish this on time. And item three, we're going to have contingency plans for if anything goes wrong. And we're going to cover that in 45 minutes, but that's a lot to cover. Still, you send somebody three markdown bullets. What will we cover in here? I have named this like an adult. I've told you how to prepare. I've told you what we will do. I've told you what success looks like, and I told you three specific things that we can do. Hey, show of hands, how many of you have called a meeting in the last week and sent an agenda before the meeting started? And of course, you know, uh, nobody moves. Right. They don't their their affect does not change. Are their laptops closed
0: and down, or are they?
1: <laughs> this is actually, you know what? This is I, I'm not. This is not to rag on the screen, This is a great group, and they were very responsive, very smart people. A lot of buzzwords, but very very smart people who who do really good work in a very high pressure environment. And. Uh, a handful of them were surprisingly uh, open to what I had to say, which was great. Um, my my goal, anybody who hires me, I say like if if we get three percent of that room to listen, we'll be lucky. If we get one percent of that room to make a change, like it's a start. Like if you can just get, if I help you create a conversation about stuff that nobody wants to talk about, and then I go home, like I think it's been successful. If people are mad, that's okay. At least now you got something to talk to them about being mad about. And in this instance, no, no, you know, people didn't freak out or anything. But I, I've talked about this. Like it's, it's, it's crazy to me how many people say this following sentence. I say, did you send out an agenda, for like the five meetings you called in the last two days? And they say, no, I didn't send out an agenda. I'm too busy to make an agenda for the meeting. And I, I might be shooting fish in a barrel, but I swear to Christ, I think that is something that a lot of people say. I'm too busy to create an agenda for this meeting. But you're not too busy. To have 10 people sit in a room for an hour and a half, just sit down and calculate what that cost. They don't, they may know why they're there. They mainly know that they're there because they have to go to the meeting and the meeting just goes on and on. The meetings, it's, uh, it's like the football. The meeting will go on forever. And uh, so anyway, I've got in that, in that talk, which I, th- I think it's a pretty good talk. It's like these 10 things, this buffet of things that you can choose from having an agenda, having a theme, having a timekeeper, no rat holes. Um, giant one is starting and ending on time. Another giant one is having transitive up. you know, end every meeting by saying what everybody in the room is responsible to do till p- between now and the next meeting and start every meeting, by going through the list of what everybody should have done. And then talking about not in a shaming way, what did we get this done? Do we need to redefine this task? Is this doable? And then learn from all of that, like learn. Oh my gosh, I did. I'm awesome. I made an agenda. I put three items in that agenda, like a gentleman and we barely had time to touch one. Well, that tells you next time, learn, get better, you know, keep the meetings shorter and cover one item. You know, after 35 minutes, you lose everybody's attention. I know that. So anyway, I, I, I'm always intrigued by that. You know, when I talk about in that other talk, the time and attention talk, I always talk about the black box career and, you know, the whole idea that you've got all this junk in the world, all this, this input that gets jammed into your little black box and everybody just expects perfect results on time and on budget. And I'm kind of surprised that doesn't scare people more to really, really think about that. And I sometimes, not in this case, but just, you know, in my heart, I sometimes wonder if the people who aren't scared of that are, are really aware of what kind of conditions they may be creating at work. If they're not scared of that, they should be. You know what I mean? If you're scared, you can deal with it. But if you think you're awesome at it, mm-hmm. that's, a, that's a toxic personality. Is somebody who thinks they're great at something that they're horrible at and they have too much power for anybody to dissuade them.
0: Some good talk. Surrounded by yes men. Mm-hmm.
1: Had good, uh, good, uh, good seafood. Oh, really? In Charleston? Yeah. You know what I had was a great ribeye. I had a room service ribeye that was fantastic. Really? Twenty two ounces. What? It was two hundred and thirty five dollars. Okay.
0: <laughs> <laughs> As on them though, so who cares, right?
1: What's the service charge? No, I pay my own room service. I'm a
0: gentleman. Hmm.
1: Okay. Um, did you want to tell me about anything else that you like? I can tell you about something I like. Tell me about something you like. You ever heard
0: about this, uh, this Shutterstock?
1: I have. Is there, is, do you have any sense of what kinds of things you could find there? Um, let me guess. They probably don't have vectors. Nope. And they probably have like three images that are never updated. Is that accurate? <laughs> That's right. So you log Do in, nickel it's and the same you every time. Do nickel and dime you? <laughs> they don't. It's like, it's like you and your Buddhist honesty. It, it physically pains them. If anybody in the building tries to nickel and dime you, everyone literally gets an electric shock. That's right. I'll search for cabins while you're describing this. Okay,
0: you go look at that. So on, it's actually, in reality, there's more than three. There's over 20 million stock photos. They do have vectors. They do have illustrations. They even have video. And it's it's a really wonderful collection of these images that they are updating on a very, very regular basis. They say that they're adding 10,000 a day. And they can do that because they work with independent photographers and artists and designers and developers all around the world To build this really, really great library that they have. So that every time you go there, even if you repeat the search that you did a day or two before, you're gonna find something new. And like Merlin says, they don't nickel and dime you for the high res images, so that when you buy one of the images, you have the access to all of the sizes. So if you're building something with retina screens in mind, you're gonna be able to get the images that you'll need to deliver that kind of content. Uh, they're really, really great folks to work with. I mean, especially in the side of the, the house that we deal with, they're always excited about kind of promotions and things. So we, uh, we wanted to do a really good promotion to you guys, 25% off anything that you put together over at Shutterstock. So you go there, you create a free account. You can also do this through your, iP- the iPad app they have, which is beautiful and, As you are browsing around, you can save the images that you like into different light boxes. You can have as many of those as you want to categorize and organize things based on project, based on uh, concept, based on idea. And they have 24-hour support during the week in case you ever need any help. But you go there to shutterstock.com, create your free browse account, no credit card or anything like that. And when you're ready to buy something, the code you want to use is back to work spelled out, back to work nine, because it's ninth month. Back to work nine. You're going to get 25 percent off anything you put together at Shutterstock.com. Thanks very much to Shutterstock for their support and their ongoing support of Five x Five and this Back to Work program.
1: Isn't that a good bunch? They're nice. Uh, they're nice folks. Pretty good startup. Go check your uh, check your uh, robot.
0: In oh, the amount my, of time, check my robot.
1: In the amount of time that you uh, you shared that information,
0: uh-huh. which was which was you made a light efficient. box there,
1: yeah, of cabins. Oh. and that's what you can do. You can go in because of the cabin in the woods and whatnot. No spoilers. And uh, and so you can uh, you go in, you make these light boxes with You can collaborate, <laughs> you guys. You don't have to do a SharePoint. Do your
0: SharePoint? point. I do not use that, no. Can I tell you something? I like I this one it. that the sketch is on top, and then the thing is done in the bottom. Yeah, one goes east, one goes west. I so got, what? Hold on, I got that one.
1: I mean, he's big. But-
0: oh, wrong one. Excuse me. I'm sorry. <laughs> this is the wrong one. Mm. <laughs> mm. Hold on. there it is. One is going east and the other one is going west. So what?
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's prob- that's probably enough. This is, uh, that, that's probably enough. It's a I good think, show. I, it's, a good, it's a good show. It's a good length. Um, we should mop up. Is there anything else here? Filling the tanks. Yeah, Go check Here's out a that article. It's pretty good.
0: Commit breath. Thoughts of goodwill. committed oh, it This is a Thai forest uh, tradition, by the way. Oh. Hey, do you what? What grade is your kid in? I'm your father. What? What grade is you just spoiled it? What? What grade is your kid in?
1: <laughs> um. K.
0: Okay. Um. Cash just started today. Just started this week. First, first grade. Kindergarten.
1: Oh, congratulations! Yeah. Oh
0: my God, what a day! What a day! I sent you a picture of him walking up the uh, the trail. Oh, I didn't, I didn't see that. I want to. I'll look for that. Yeah, go uh. check it out. <laughs> Imagine life as a pinata <laughs> hanging over another pinata. Uh-huh. Why do I share anything? This is why we can't have nice things, certainly. Mindfulness is a stick. That you hit your own pinata with. I hope. I hope one person in the audience goes and listens to that and is benefits from it as much as I. My bidding, master. <laughs> <You're> terrible. <laughs> it Don't is button terrible. Button it up. I love you. I love you too, Merlin man.